0: Well, good day folks. This is Noah McRoberts, your host of Keeping Up with the Faded Elts. I'm the current corresponding secretary, current junior at Wabash College right now, and been the host of this podcast. And today we've got on Caleb Pair, class of 2024, Spanish major, French and education minor. But you're going to learn some things about him today. I'm not planning on that, that route anymore. You're going to learn about what he's been involved in, some of the evolution of the house through his four years, some big events going on around Wabash College, including some big-time basketball stuff, uh, both in the house and for Wabash College, Um, some of his own interests, some big events coming up for the Upsilon Deuteran Charge of Theta Delta Chi, so we're hoping that you enjoy this episode, it was a lot of fun, so enjoy. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Keeping Up With The Theta Delts, where we talk about all things friendship, the Wabash chapter of Theta Delta Kai, with the hope of inspiring you to develop your social being along with us. I'm your host Noah McRoberts, current junior and corresponding secretary. And today, we have Caleb Pear, one of the seniors at the house. What's up, Caleb? Hey, Noah. Good to be here. Glad to have you here. And so I'm, we're trying with the podcast to, uh, tr- I'm trying to find how to best open up discussion. So we're gonna go right into it. Uh, Caleb Pear, how would you describe yourself?
1: Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. Yeah, I would say all around. I'm a uh, I'm a good guy um I like to get outdoors. I like to play disc golf. I want to hike more mm. um, I feel like I find interest in i don't know learning about the daily human life and how to i guess live better. I find it really cool to learn about that either through scientific like biological kind of books um learning about dopamine in the brain maybe or even Religious texts, so.
0: Yeah, that's what I've noticed about you is you're a curious guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's a good trait to have.
0: Yeah, you're always <laughs> learning. Every time I walk into Caleb's room, it, it used to be like directly across from mine, or almost directly across from mine, at the beginning of the semester before a bunch of moving pieces or whatever I got moved uh, down the hall. <laughs> but every time I'd walk in there, he'd be uh, sitting on the on his little chair in the corner with a book in his hand and. You could just imagine him with a cigar in the other hand.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. This semester, it's been uh, a little weird. Having two jobs makes it a little harder to learn in my free time, because all my time is kind of taken up. Mm-hmm. But I hope to get back into it.
0: Yeah, and that, we'll be uh, talking about that here in a little bit. But I want to uh, start off with what brought you to Wabash to begin with.
1: Yeah, um, it's actually kind of a long story, but... Uh, the biggest reason is financial aid, um, yeah, growing up kind of poor and, uh, knew college was the next step, didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I started applying to a bunch of places, and Wabash was actually the first place I applied because my grandfather had gone here, and he passed before I was born, but my grandma was like, you gotta apply to Wabash, so I did, and it was the first place I applied, the last place I thought I'd go, um, (laughs) But after applying to 11 other schools and wow. just <laughs> comparing financial aid packages, um, Wabash really was supporting in that way. And I was like, wow, I guess it, it really worked out. And it has worked out since. I feel like Wabash has been good to me.
0: Yeah. And so you're a senior now and you uh, are a French Spanish and education student. So, uh, yeah, what initially attracted you to those things?
1: Like I said, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do going into college, and I uh, had a really like fond interest of Spanish. I was decent at it. I had um, had a really great Spanish teacher who really was impactful. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go into Spanish. I was thinking about teaching, but I wasn't super committed, so came in spanish major education minor and then um a year in i was like hmm it would be fun to kind of restart a language so i picked up french yeah and i've really enjoyed french but it is a much harder spanish <laughs> 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 with all the, yeah. the Goofy, pronunciation yeah. rules and yeah apparently spanish like the spanish we know today the Cast- castilian spanish was written more or less by a professor Like the, when the, the, the king and queen of Spain at the time around like, I don't even know the year, but they're like, we need a national language to bring all of us together. Mm. And they look to a professor. So that's why Spanish has a lot of really (laughs) useful rules that most words follow. Mm -hmm. But French is free for all. It's, (laughs) it is, it's tough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Spanish, I imagine that time frame there was probably around 15th century 16th Hmm. century there's a lot of nationalism in that time frame that's when printing press was a thing and usually once things get put down in writing that kind of solidifies the language and then French like it was kind of a free-for-all as a territory for (laughs) like 300 400 years shifting around back and forth between the Germans and the the french and then it wasn't even a clear line as to who the french were and the germans were and you get some of that goofy germanic stuff with the romance kind of uh vocabulary and then it's also affluent we get like 30% or something like that of english vocabulary from stupid french words <laughs> yeah all the bad mispronunciation words in english tend to come from <laughs> that <laughs> come is from very french. valid <laughs> get what ballet
1: um parakeet oh wow yeah garage but that's kind of normal um garbage probably i don't think so no but no it's it's interesting how like after you start learning a language you're like oh yeah that is literally just pulled from another language Mm -hmm. just how i don't want to say mixing pot but yeah english is kind of a mixing pot (laughs)
0: Yeah, a lot of different people had control over it for a while and then you can you can look at all the different uh different words in uh in English like some of the more higher status words that won out in the end were mm-hmm. French. I think I think horse might have been one of them because that was the the s- steed or the animal of the upper class where um might have been cow is uh Cow is Germanic or something like that. Huh. Some of those differences we talked about that, and interestingly, of all the courses, uh, history of Christianity, we've discussed a little bit of those differences in dialect because the French were powerful and aristocratic, and the the German, the Germanic, which is really what English started from, was a Germanic yeah. language. Is just kind of the common folk. Fascinating.
1: Well, that was a, 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 a <laughs> little education tangent. there. Yeah, there you go. Tangent. There's that education <laughs> major,
0: uh, and education is something I would I'd hope to get into one day. So you're not thinking so much, perhaps Spanish in education. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But I want to know why you joined Theta Delta Chi.
1: Yeah. So when I was going to Wabash, um, I actually had a a program uh, that I was going to do where I studied abroad for my first semester in Costa Rica with another thing that got canceled in July due to COVID. So I expedited all my um, Wabash stuff in July, the month before I went, I hadn't visited the the campus either. So I didn't get bids from like Scarlet Honors or any of those admitted student days um, because I never went to any of them. And instead I was like, when I was filling out the application, I was like, okay, I think I do um, probably want to be an independent, but I'll try out fraternity because there's like an option to be like placed in a fraternity to kind of see what that would look like. I was like, well, my view of fraternities are pretty bad, (laughs) uh, at least through Hollywood, but I'll try it out. And then I was placed in Theta though. And the guys were just really cool, uh, really encouraging, really close. And we had a lot of fun. the – the, the hotel week, <laughs> the first week before um, pledge ship or anything starts, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll accept a bid. My um, grandfather, again, who passed before I was born, but who came to Wabash, he was uh, a Sig and I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll check out Sig Kai, but luckily <laughs> they were closed. That was a do- a bullet I uh, I dodged. I don't <laughs> I don't think I'd I'd make it as a Sig Kai. <laughs>
0: So placed in Theta-Delta Chi, like the guys, who were some of the guys in senior-junior class that um, would have been upperclassmen you, when you started?
1: Yeah. So some, like, ones I remember for sure, uh, Kalen Shepard, um, Riley, don't remember his na- last name, uh, Tag L- Uh There's a lot of really cool seniors. There's also really cool jun- juniors with... Callum Bailey, Joey hmm. uh, Walter, Cho, just a lot of guys. And even sophomores like Lincoln Scott, mm-hmm. um, Sam North. Like we, I think, played disc golf before I joined. And I was like, oh, now this is like the kind of life I want. <laughs> just hanging out with guys, um, having a good brotherhood that we can just, I don't know share life with and have a good time
0: having a good time is something that we still value at the house we were actually out playing some disc golf yesterday it's Mm -hmm. crazy it's it was 60 degrees outside yesterday i had to take my hoodie off
1: yeah uh, yeah it was insane and then we uh we almost tied but
0: yep had a couple (laughs) tiebreaker rounds we lost the last one caleb and i were on a team against uh Let's see, Miles Goss and then uh, Nathaniel Dice, who we had on last week that they were on a team. When we went toe-for-toe toe mm-hmm. par to every single hole, <laughs> and then we tied on the first tiebreaker, Caleb's disc, we, we were aiming at a tree, and uh, Nathaniel <laughs> overshot the tree. We thought he was like he landed it right behind the tree, so we were like, oh, man, we're toast. Turns out Caleb's throw was like the exact same distance <laughs> from the tree in front of the tree. Uh, so we did another one it was get it close to the one of the baskets and then miles had the best shot so it Mm. was it was over from there
1: yeah lost in in double overtime Mm -hmm. sounds kind of familiar
0: yeah (laughs) so who is your uh who is your pledge father
1: yeah so i mentioned uh lincoln i was really close with just like the first week i was there and he ended up being my pledge father um Peter Lincoln Scott, great guy.
0: <laughs> Former president of the house. He was president yeah. this time last year, right? Or uh, Joe? This Joe was Joe? Joe was this time
1: was. last year. But he Lincoln ran and, and stayed in presidency for two terms. Mm. So he had a big impact on the house. It was cool. And he was also in the club yeah. during one of his terms. I was like, wow, that is so much to juggle. But he made it. He made it through. He did the best with what he had. So.
0: Pretty good. I am basketball player too.
1: Yeah, except when he sprang his ankle <laughs> like three times
0: and sliced his hand open on a. Uh, oh no! Playing disc golf. Yeah. Uh, hitting it on a sign.
1: Yeah, that's. I was not here for that, but mm. that that's crazy. Hope he's all
0: right. <laughs> um, who are your pledge brothers?
1: Yeah, so we um, in the senior class still have four other guys. No, three other guys. Yuma isn't my pledge brother, but uh, we had, I had four others. So right now we still have uh, Joe Rios, Camden Early, and Jacob Parsons. But we had um, Jesus or Jelo Lopez. And yeah, sadly, Jelo's not with us. And like, he's not dead. (laughs) he, (laughs) He just didn't end up coming back, but... No, the other guys are great, and then Jake kind of honorarily joined our, mm-hmm. our pledge class because, well, he came the semester after, but he's still a senior. Mm-hmm. Someone we got along with, and really then well. Yuma as well, right? Yuma, he joined a little later, um, and with Andrew's year. Uh, okay. And but he's a senior; he's graduating this year. But yeah.
0: Pretty solid pledge class. A lot of guys in that group. Uh, um doing a lot of good work Joe Rios is president last year and it was mm-hmm. under him that this kind of culture shift at theta delta chi kind of started um mm-hmm. and then you've been a big part of that I think Jake Talbert has as well a lot of a lot of quality guys for sure uh, in that pledge class so I want to kind of look uh, since you're senior you're almost out of here what have been some of the big differences the changes like compare your first half at Wabash to your second half like What were some themes of the first? What's different now? What went on then? Uh, What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot more um, unity, a lot more just work and striving for good. Like one big change has been how much philanthropy we do. Mm. And I was kind of blown away. It, It started when I was studying abroad, but I still got like 25 hours abroad. And then when I came back, just seeing... How invested Andrew Dever and Carson Wirtz and even Carter Birch were. Um, it was it was really cool seeing that change to that focus to philanthropy, where we were doing hundreds of hours, where we blew everyone else out of the water. All of, like our hours combined for eighteen guys was more than all the other houses combined. And It was like wow, wow, awesome. And we also I think have more cohesion think more activities together I think philanthropy has been an activity to do together a more of a focus on academics um, and just more support of brothers together like we go out to vet events like like music recitals or music um, concerts or I don't know I just feel like overall there's a lot of more support more cohesion Um and it's made me really proud of Theta that, especially in the past two years.
0: Yeah, and I think a couple examples of that that you might be looking for um, when Andrew Dever was in moot court last mm. semester, uh, probably two thirds of the house went out to go uh, support him for um, support him in that he ended up uh, as a runner up and won the. Uh, oh, the ward was basically like the common people's advocate or mm. something like that it's like, like a nice guy award yes the, <laughs> the nice guy yet good lawyer because the guy who won it a bit more of an intense guy <laughs> you yeah. not not quite the nice guy but um andrew devers uh that's an example when um let's see ben kaseka Patton. um i think he had a piano recital mm-hmm. right yep uh, was that last semester
1: um it was when Andrew was here, so I think it was mm-hmm. last semester. Yeah.
0: yeah, a lot of guys went out to that. And then he also played piano for um, Something Rotten, the mm-hmm. musical production that Wabash Theater put on a fantastic performance, too, uh, both from Ben and the entire entire cast. Um, so those are some examples of what Caleb's talking about, that cohesion. So that that probably means if that's something that we've grown in, we probably weren't as great in when you first started, right?
1: Yeah, not necessarily. I think the nature of being a small house, like there was definitely that there more than other houses, I imagine, but we've definitely improved enough in, f- in that area.
0: So were there kind of clicks in the house when you started like <laughs>
1: Um you could say that. <laughs> um maybe more separation by um like age not age but year some more separation by year i think the seniors kind of stick with the seniors and the the juniors and with the juniors etc um and now i think there's a lot of a lot more intermingling inter- yeah. now a lot more fluidity mm-hmm. uh, it's i find it really nice like i can connect with the younger guys and maybe that's just the nature of being you know an older guy more advanced um I want to say advanced in the years. I'm sounding like I'm an 80-year-old <laughs> man. Being just more experienced. Um, but it has been nice being able to connect with other people, not just the guys in my pledge class, but mm-hmm. the whole fraternity. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would agree that's something I've seen. Like, Well, let's see. You and Jake, probably two of my better friends, in two, definitely the two guys I know most in the senior class, and then I know good amount in the junior class, Miles probably being the one I'm closest to in that class, and then sophomore class, uh, probably Braden. Um, granted, I came in with him. He was part of my pledge class, so I knew him prior, but um, know Ethan Carter and Carson all pretty well. And then in the freshman class, I've uh, played a lot of Smash Bros with a good group of those guys. <laughs> and then Derek and Nathaniel came in, kind of came in with Nathaniel but have gotten to know Derek pretty well through the process so I I would agree there's a lot more I guess I I can't say from experience a lot more cohesion but I can see that before if you could see my hands it's like they're separated and then it kind of coming together Mm -hmm. joining together where people of all classes um know each other um -hmm. and I think It's kind of cool. We've got like three generations of pledge brother, pledge father stuff uh, going on in the house from various different angles.
1: I think even four if you uh, count Ian and then Carter and Braden and then Derek. But yeah. Yeah. You're my pledge son. Yes. I know. Yep. And I've got three sons and one grandson. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And I've got two dads. I've got (laughs) you and then Andrew. And he's got Ray, I think, is his. Yeah other pledged sons so yeah there's there could be a chance for like a five generation like uh pledge family in the uh, in the house with Ian being a senior next year yeah and then Carter and Braden both juniors and then uh Derek as a sophomore if he brings in someone next year could yeah, could be and I think that kind of embodies so. what we're talking about
1: yeah and it's really cool to see how large our tree grows. I know in the past, like certain trees have dominated. and I think we're white, uh, white oak, and our tree has just grown so much. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a tree that's <laughs> close to death. It's definitely not ours. <laughs> <laughs> there's like one person or two people left in one of the one of the three trees, but mm. we're thriving.
0: <laughs> yep, our our third is you'd say is the best right now.
1: Archery is the best. Archery,
0: our third, because <laughs> mm, there's oh, three yeah. of them, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and but our third makes up more than, oh, like, almost half the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, let's see. There's been more cohesion. What were you involved in towards the beginning of Wabash, and has that changed at all uh, over time?
1: Yeah, it's definitely changed. Um, I was more involved in like music making. I was involved in Wamadon which is Wabash music and dance for three semesters. Um, That was during my second semester freshman year and I think sophomore year. Um, And I was involved in college mentors for kids since my second semester, or just since freshman year in general, but I've been involved with that throughout. I'm still um, in it. I'm a general manager, so I facilitate conversations and activities uh, between mentors and uh, little buddies. Um, I was involved in pep band for like a year and a half. I <laughs> I wasn't very musically inclined, but I hit the drum, and it was a good time. <laughs> the big drum, you just have to make a loud noise, and it's nice just to uh, be able to make that noise, mm-hmm. be, able, be able to be the backbone kind of, and play the beat. It was a good time.
0: Well, what did you play for Wama
1: Uh Wamadan, you play like bunch of different instruments. So you play like the steel drum, like a wooden kind of xylophone thing, um like a tiny violin, but it's like a wooden man. There there are a lot of cultural kind of music, musical instruments. So I don't know the names. But which
0: one did you play? Did you specialize in it? We all played them. All one played. of
1: them was like gumbo also, like so we, we wore big old boots that you'd put on for the rain. And we like smacked the side as we stomped, and it's like <laughs> it was—it was a crazy time. I—I I enjoyed it, but it was frustrating at times also because <laughs> uh, Makubia, in charge of Palmadon, is a little crazy. But no, it was a good time, and I was very involved with the TAs my I want to say sophomore year. So probably would have been. Yeah, I was very involved. Um, I I'm responsible for for Jacob and (laughs) getting together. She was a TA at the time. Um, I invited Jacob over. He was more shy. I was more outgoing. I invited him over for for game night, and then I guess a blossom from there. In the shadows, I didn't know about it until (laughs) (laughs) until they told us, and I was like, "No, you're lying." And no.
0: Caleb, the best wingman that doesn't even know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, in disguise. But no, it was, yeah, the TAs was really cool, but I haven't been as vol- involved, and I don't think Theta Delt has been as involved with the TAs in the past two years, but I hope we can get back to that. I know we have, uh, before Jacob, another guy who got with a, a French TA, and I think they're getting married. <laughs> oh, dang. But, yeah. But, so uh, there
0: you go. If you're thinking about joining Theta Delt, you, we've got some matchmaking going <laughs> on if you like foreign foreign, foreign ladies, I guess. Um
1: yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's a promise we can keep. But the
0: problem is Caleb is leaving, so you're losing your primary matchmaker. If you, uh, <laughs> um, so let's see: matchmaker, part-time musician, college mentor for kids, um, Spanish, French education, and uh, what what have you been spending most of your time on? Probably in the last last year or so.
1: Yeah. As of late, um, just this past November, I'm like, I don't want to teach. So (laughs) (laughs) it took me a bit to get to that revelation. I worked three different jobs. I worked at a daycare. I worked as a summer camp counselor. I worked at the Boys and Girls Club. And all those kind of showed me I don't want to just, like, punish kids all day. And, like, I think they're cool. Um, And working with them in moderation is cool. But I don't want to do that for uh, my career. And... I was trying to explore more what I wanted to do. took a strength assessment uh, test with uh, career services and found out my strengths had changed over the past four years. With Wabash, I had matured, I had morphed, I had developed new interests, which is cool to see. And, yeah, so recently um, I've been exploring the, the, the medical-fueled path might go to be a doctor or a a PA, practitioner's assistant, not completely sure, I don't have the prereqs for either, so I'm gonna have to go to school again for that, take classes to get the biology and the chemistry, but yeah, over the past year, I've, well, not even past year, the past couple months, I've been trying to dive into that, and I'm hoping to explore that more after I graduate, Um, maybe get a job as a medical translator or a medical scribe or even a cna we will see or any other jobs if alumni want to offer me one right now over the (laughs) there you go so
0: caleb Pear is uh as his linkedin uh uh, thing would say his logo would say for hire he is for hire so (laughs) anyone wants a uh, six foot two curly haired six foot three six foot three <laughs> curly haired disc golf matchmaker uh caleb pair is on the market um but you're on the market in that sense but not in another sense right
1: <laughs> that's a that's a good transition <laughs> Smooth. yeah no i'm getting married in may it's uh it's a big step but i think it's the next step um and yeah i'm excited my fiance, <laughs> I asked in, uh, There's another November. Yeah, that is a French word. <laughs> but I proposed in November and we're getting married in May. So it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, but yeah, we, uh, <laughs> my fiance and I had met at Walmart, <laughs> which <laughs> is very romantic. We, <laughs> we worked at Walmart at the same time and then, um, I don't know, just grew to be friends. And then, uh, started dating and
0: how long were you dating
1: two and a half years um and we've been doing like a medium distant kind of thing where we kind of call on most of the weekdays and then hang out on the weekends sometimes and and hang out over the summer and winter breaks so it's been really cool and she's a great person she's at isu studying to be a social worker um She's a, a year behind me, so she has another year of schooling after we get married. I'll be graduated by that time. But, no, I think it's really cool, um, and I'm really excited. <laughs> and uh, my best man is actually <laughs> sitting right across from me, yep. Owen McRoberts.
0: <laughs> the, I have the honor of being the, the toast man, the uh, the top bachelor for the bachelor parties at, uh, <laughs> Uh, whatever uh, shenanigans that we need to get up to before and on the day of mm-hmm. the uh, the wedding, co- wedding come uh, come late May. and Indeed. So, pretty cool. Got a few guys in the fraternity that are going to be a part of that too, right?
1: Yeah, so definitely inviting uh, a decent amount of guys from the fraternity. And Braden Potters mm-hmm. is going to be another groomsman of mine. So, he, uh, like Noah mentioned earlier, he uh, came in at the same time as Noah, was a RA transitioned to a fraternity man, and he's uh, currently a sophomore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. a Sof- great guy.
0: Yes. Uh, busy, busy, busy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, does a lot of things, does a lot for the house and for uh, for a lot of people. Uh, he actually had to go or chase a do- his dog around earlier today because he, he he's uh, got one of our house dogs at the moment. We've got we're up to. Three now, basically. <laughs> yeah. Three house dogs, but his dog, Noel, uh, uh, was going to take her to an uh, a animal shelter and ended up taking taking her in because no, none of the animal shelters would take her. So mm-hmm. another house dog, and that's kind of an, an example of who Braden is, that he'll take – takes time for just about everybody mm-hmm. to help him out. And so this is another situation. He's been a good friend to you, and that's why groom's been –
1: yeah, for sure, and like I said, he's a great guy. Um, the timing I found out is gonna be a little weird. He's uh, <laughs> he's going abroad for like a, the Camino de Santiago. He's gonna go on like a eight or nine day hike in the north of Spain, uh, which will be really excited. I got to do that when I studied abroad, uh, but he's getting back like two days before the wedding, so <laughs>
0: he'll be tired to say the least.
1: For sure, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully he can bring the energy, though, for at least one day. <laughs> if
0: there's anyone that can muster the energy for something like that, I imagine it'd be him.
1: That's good. Maybe uh the eight-hour plane ride will, mm-hmm. will give him some some time to rest.
0: <laughs> yeah, plane rides don't tend to be extremely, extremely restful. Those That's are, true. Those are kind of rough. Um, let's see, with your fiancé, what are some of the uh, things that you've um, you s- you'd say you tend to hang out on the weekends. What have been uh, some of your perhaps favorite activities or whatnot that, if that's not too personal, like what what, what do you enjoy doing with her?
1: Yeah, we, um, I don't know, <laughs> we watched movies and hang out. We cook. Uh, I was a terrible cook. My parents <laughs> never cooked when I was growing up and they never taught me. Uh, so she's been teaching me, challenging me to, to become a better cook and I think that'll be a, a useful skill in the mm-hmm. future. Um we go out and hike and play frisbee. And I'm hoping to hike more especially when we get married. Um we've gone to bookstores and pet stores to just <laughs> hang out with the animals. She loves animals. So that's a, a special treat for her. I'm I love animals, but like I don't like animal hair all over me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's yeah we I don't know we have a good time when we hang out and I'm trying to think what else we definitely do more things I just feel like I'm blanking on it.
0: Well, it's a Thursday a week before midterms or half a week before midterms, so there's it's a good point. There's a lot of stuff going on, so I don't blame you for that. What are uh so when you're not with her, what are some of your own interests? We mentioned disc golf earlier and in, in reading, but um, in a perfect world, what would you be spending your time on right now? Other than, of course, being on the Theta Delta Chi, keeping up with the Theta Delts podcast. I mean, I don't know <laughs> why anyone would, uh, like to do anything other than that, but what else would it be?
1: Yeah, I, um, I really do wish right now I could <laughs> I could go read <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't had enough time for that, but I dabble in, uh, some games, um, board games and video games, um, like, I don't play a ton, but play Smash when, mm-hmm. uh, when the other guys are playing. I've played uh, recently Hogwarts Legacy yeah. and... Um, a
0: little bit of Minecraft, too, right? A bit of
1: Minecraft, for sure.
0: <laughs> there was a bit of a Minecraft renaissance Is going it, on in yeah, the house.
1: Yeah, a big resurgence. We played for a little bit, and um, it was a good time. It was reminiscent of times past. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd also like to get out hiking I um, actually got to hike a little along the Sugar Creek Trail the, the other day, and I'd like to do that more, especially on beautiful 60-degree nice days. days. Well, today it started raining, yeah. but I think it would still be cool to go hiking, maybe even backpacking and, and something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would like to maybe go camping more, just be more yeah. outdoorsy. And uh, if the stars are out tonight, I would love to just spend – A lot of time out in the country looking up the beautiful sky i have found a great interest in just observing and appreciating the beauty of the stars especially after taking an astronomy class mention that (laughs) yeah dr ross um he's a newer guy uh but he is a really great professor made it really interesting just astronomy in general and now every time i look up i'm like wow this is so cool knowing the constellations, knowing what star is going to explode next, <laughs> <laughs> knowing, um, I don't know, just how to figure out different <laughs> celestial things. It's been really cool.
0: What are some books you're working through right now? If, uh, yeah, are you dabbling in multiple books or you got one book up next or how's that going?
1: Yeah. Um, I have a book I started and didn't finish, but, um, the book I'm really working on right now is called Disconnected, and it's about finding the causes of depression in our culture and how the the narratives were fed like, oh, it's just a chemical imbalance in the brain is um, far from the truth, right? It's It's not just your body is messed up and that's why it happens, it's a lot more especially circumstantial kind of things. And I think a lot of doctors kind of overlook that. And it's, yeah. And we have a mental health crisis in our in our country. And I think it's very relevant and fascinating to just dive into that. And learn about how antidepressants aren't really the best way, even though we're told that, oh, that will cause, like, that will cure all your problems with depression in reality. It doesn't so that's been fascinating, and uh, one of my favorite books I read last semester was called Dopamine Nation, and it was just an investigation on how dopamine um, like affects people, how it can lead to addictions. Um, there's a lot of anecdotal experiences like from the the writer of the book, who's a psychologist, talking with um, patients who had come in struggling with different addictions and seeing how dopamine plays a, a key factor in that and how to kind of get past that and live differently and more informed.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. There's probably a connection between those, those two things um, to an extent The dopamine rush are just small spurts of that via the various distractible things um, that we have. And then, uh, lack of connection and I think that mm-hmm. that's one thing I've been thinking recently actually it was uh influenced the decision to join the houses mm-hmm. for me it was there's a as an independent you get to know a lot of guys but it tends to be uh different stratospheres when you're more plugged in so seniors juniors sophomores freshmen coming in as a freshman and that means more than half the guys I knew have graduated at this point wow so it's uh and I think fraternity is uh, after experiencing it is other than Sigma Kai, perhaps one hundred. Per- <laughs> oh <laughs> man, hard to say one hundred percent better, but I think far more conducive to a perhaps holistic is the uh, is a good word to describe it living a more holistic hmm. uh, kind of life.
1: Yeah, and you get to see people come back and you know, rekindle those connections that you had made. And I think as an independent, you don't really get that, mm-hmm. right? We have alumni events where alumni come back and hang out with us and play games or maybe get drinks or, or something. But again, as an independent, like, where are the alumni. <laughs> so I think the holistic kind of way to describe fraternities is definitely true.
0: Yeah and there's uh, I think that segue's pretty well into what's been going on at the house recently to facilitate some of that brotherhood um, most most people know that theta um honors it's it's kind of in my my introduction is we talk about all things friendship at the Wabash chapter of TDX and friendship and fraternity is a big value of ours so uh, some of the recent things we've been we've been up to um, I mean, you mentioned some disc golf outings that there have been just uh, with the weather warming up. Uh, I know Miles, his mental health chair, has done some nature walks Yeah, as well. Uh, have you been on any of those?
1: I have not. Um, planning a wedding takes a lot of yeah. time and energy, and the weekends is where I get that time and energy. But I was hoping to maybe go on one this weekend if I'm back.
0: Mm. So there's been nature walks a couple um Perspective guys have been on some of those. Um, speaking of perspectives, I think we just secured our twenty fourth twenty fourth house member. Uh, Deacon Green will be joining. I think he's moving in this afternoon. This being Thursday, we're recording this on Thursday. It'll drop live around five o'clock tomorrow, Friday, February twenty something. I or is it twenty something? I don't know. Twenty three, I think. Twenty three, yeah. So he's joining, and um, he's an interesting – that um, his joining was kind of an interesting uh, relational kind of thing because it kind of happened through uh, Wabash Association of Musicians, of which we have multiple mm-hmm. house members. Uh, me, Miles, and Derek all kind of participating in that, kind of got him over here.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. He seems like a really great guy, and apparently he's <laughs> really good at guitar.
0: He's crazy it's crazy i've never i've i've known some good guitarists wabash tends to have some good guitarists but he's a classic rock guy through and through jim hawksworth if you're listening you you met him on um celebration student research day i think he was sitting next to you with a i think he had a kiss uh band (laughs) shirt on and uh he can he can shred uh he can shred like the old classic rockers so Mm. it's it's a lot of fun. I can lay down a rhythm for him, and uh, he can just go crazy. And uh, wow. Miles lays down some good rhythm too. He's like funky rhythm kind of, kind of guitar player.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. And he's been making his own music actually. Mm. I don't know how far along he is, but he was just talking recently about making lyrics, and and um, in the past he's kind of uploaded. Um, I don't remember the genre, but. Just techno kind of, so he's transitioning from techno techno into more acoustic guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see. You.
0: Yeah, Miles. I think I think funk mm-hmm. is a good just general moniker for that guy. He's a he's a lot of fun. He's got some funk, some groove to him, and uh, shows in his playing. Adds some spunk to a house that it's kind of like jack of all trades house I think to this point we've got a lot of music um basketball is starting to become a yeah. bigger thing our IM basketball team is really on a roll right now we've had two big wins in a row we were I think 18 point favorites the guy heading I am basketball right now puts betting lines on every single <laughs> game <laughs> He crunches the numbers himself and uh, I think we've Blew that out of the water, won by like thirty, I think. So Andrew Dever, if you're listening, um, I don't know if you need to come back to play some basketball. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: we got some really great players. Yeah, you guys recently had a a really cool comeback. And I don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast yet, but
0: I'll talk about it again if uh, if people haven't heard yet. Um, we were uh, playing against Fisai, who had a former former player on the basketball team, gotten some games last year. He's a senior now, and he quit the team. He's a Sphinx Club guy, so he's one of the bigger fans now for the basketball team. But Faisai had a couple other pretty good players, and um, they were up 31-13 to 13 over us at the end of the first half. And my, my brother Malachi, who's the coach <laughs> of the team, he's, he wears suit and tie and brings a clipboard to the, <laughs> the games as he uh, um, injured his knee in a skiing accident over winter break, so that put his uh I am basketball debut on hold but he's been a coach and he was like well maybe we can get just uh play for some points to get better in the rankings and then we put up (laughs) 50 points and came back to win in overtime in the second half
1: yeah by two yeah wow
0: it's uh me so I kind of play a uh let's see kind of a four position I guess power forward Derek is a pretty good player as a freshman, he kind of runs our shooting guard. Brayden uh, kind of runs the center position. Ethan. Ethan, Brayden, and I can all just switch out at various positions. We all kind of play the same thing. But then Tony, guy that we're uh, – he's kind of in a similar spot I was last year as an honorary Theta-Delt IM basketball player. Um, <laughs> we're hoping to get him in the future, but he's a really, really just good guy to be around. Yeah. Um, you've you've hung out with him a lot recently. Yeah,
1: right? we meet up weekly. We just do a bit of studying, um, of the Bible together, and it's been really cool. Yeah, so he's a really great guy, mm-hmm. and it would be awesome to get him to join. But he is also crazy yeah. at basketball. It, yeah, he's a a quarterback. Yeah, and on the football team, one of the third or fourth, maybe I fifth <laughs> string, but he is really. A beast athletically. At yeah. So he dominates the court. <laughs> hmm
0: And he, I've heard he's pretty good at ping pong, too. He's got a, kind of a funky ping pong grip. He doesn't hold the handle at all. He holds the mm-hmm. outside of the paddle, and he's got control over it. He's it's weird. He's a funky <laughs> overall player and guy, but uh, I had breakfast with him this morning over at Sparks before uh, he went back. He got a nap. He has to get up at 5 a.m. for football wow. practices, so – Wow. <laughs> let's see. So that's what's been going on recently. And upcoming, we've got, let's see, some stuff coming up. We've got the faculty dinner is a big thing coming mm-hmm. up next Tuesday, which how, how many of you have those have you been a part of so far?
1: Yeah, I've been a part of, like, all the ones we've had except when I was abroad. Um, so quite a few of them, like five or six. Awesome. But – or seven. But it's – uh. Always a really great time to have the faculty over and um, facil- uh, facilitates very good conversation. And you just see your teachers in a, a new light. And I feel like it, it brings you closer to them. Just seems to them more as human rather than a robotic professor, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, a villain. So <laughs> but yeah, no, I always have a really great time uh, every faculty dinner.
0: Who have you uh, sat with the last last couple faculty dinners?
1: Dean Redding, um, Professor Rogers and his wife, okay. uh, my French professor, Professor Altergott. Um, I think that's the main part, and then a bunch of brothers. Yeah, and just seeing how brothers interact with professors is also really cool.
0: Do you have any uh, funny stories or anything uh, from the, the last faculty dinner?
1: Ooh, not um, off the top of my head, but just hearing, you know, th- th- things professors say that they wouldn't say in the classroom, <laughs> uh, like I know Doctor Blix talked about <laughs> his his previous experience at a faculty dinner um, way back when for a third day, and uh, I think no one knows the story a little better, yeah. so. Do you want to share it? I'll go
0: ahead and share it. Is this the uh, one involving the check? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at the old Theta-Delta Chi house, some of you alumni probably know this story, but rumor has it there was a stripper pole in the uh, <laughs> in the old Theta-Delta Chi house uh, back closer to uh, 231. Apparently there was an old chair that was reserved for Dr. Blix when he would come over <laughs> and hang out. <laughs> but apparently we still have the... Uh, the check from uh, uh, that we <laughs> that was used to pay for strippers back back at a certain point, and uh, wow. Dr. Blix shared about a uh, lap dance that he uh, <laughs> that he received. Uh,
1: <laughs> have changed, for sure. <laughs> Times
0: have changed, sure. Um, Times have changed. But Dr. Blick, he still comes to those faculty dinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was I was at a table with him last time. It with it was him, Dr. Novak. Let's see, Doctor Blix, Doctor Drury of rhetoric, um, Andrew Dever, I think was with us, maybe Jake Talbert as well. I think that was our table. But I think we're looking at a headcount around sixty-five. Wow. Uh, for this upcoming faculty dinner, of which I've got to send the headcount in here this afternoon to, uh, to Mary Joe, the caterer, to lock that in and. Should be next Tuesday, the twenty seventh.
1: It's gonna be good. I'm excited for it. But that's sixty five. That's a big number. Yeah. We're gonna have twenty four guys after tonight, and wow, that's like more than double. <laughs> yeah. It's like a more than two to one ratio for mm-hmm. guy. Well, for faculty to guys. So yeah, be cool.
0: Yeah, and we've got. Let's see, a couple guys from the advancement office. Uh, Ron Dostel. And then Hugh Vandeveer will both be coming over. And then um, Buck Waddell will mm-hmm. be in attendance with his, <laughs> with his wife. And uh, let's see. Who else? I think Dr. Rogers said yes. Dr. Some alumni. said yes. Yes, yeah, some alumni. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think Kyle, Jim, and Joel, they all confirmed. That's awesome. And then... Maybe Maddox as well, Thomas Maddox.
1: I think that would be the the first time we've had alumni at a faculty dinner, and no, I think that'll be really cool because they're still brothers. Yep. Right, they're still brothers, and I imagined a lot of them have had these faculty. Well, at least the older faculty, like Dr. Blix. Yep. <laughs> there are a lot of new professors, it seems. But yeah.
0: Yeah, and so it, it's cool to keep that tradition uh, going and. Uh, some other things coming up here soon. Of course, spring break coming in uh, about a week and a half. A handful of us are going to be uh, studying uh, abroad during that time. Mm-hmm. I know that Yunso and I will be on a plane to Naples, Italy, next wow. Friday. Um, I was initially thinking that Braden and Miles were going to be on a plane at that time, but their their trip is actually, as you'd said, back out and it's out in uh, in May, mm-hmm. going to Spain. Do you have any spring bl- break uh, plans at this point?
1: Not currently. I think rest is in order. Um, <laughs> yeah, working two jobs and uh, planning a wedding and going to classes, all that has been burning me out a bit, so I'm ready for some rest. But nothing going to – just try to go to different colleges and hang out with some people. Uh might be controversial but I think I'm going to DePaul oh. I have a friend there and
0: <laughs> I see. have you had that friend here
1: um I have not mm. I, my first time over there was this past weekend um I got to go to DePaul because I usually only text this guy when the the bill comes up and I trash talk him a bit <laughs> um but I was like hey I haven't seen DePaul yet and I would be really interested to get a tour and he gave me a tour and it was really a great time and yeah I I it less the campus more the the person um you know it kind of broke the stereotype of all danny's being bad <laughs> um but that's one thing i'm going to do and then probably go home and and see family I haven't seen family in a bit so that's uh how i'm going to spend my time also hopefully hike and read and just get into the things <laughs> i have wanted to get yeah. into more
0: yeah so we got spring break coming up we've got um Something new that the college is is starting up is professors in pints uh, at the Wally's Pub here at, um, in the Sparks Center. Uh, Dr. Matthew Gory, of which uh, you went to, was it France? Did you yeah. go to France with Dr. Gory?
1: Yeah, I went on an immersion trip with, like, with Gory. He was in um my French, like, it was a two hundred level, two hundred two level, uh, French class, and it was a a study. Like a focus on World War II history. And when we went to France, we saw a lot of the monuments and a lot of the museums. And we even got to go to Normandy, mm. Omaha Beach, and Pont where the soldiers uh, climbed up the cliff and took out German bunkers. And, yeah, got to do that of the man, the myth, the legend, Professor Gory. He's mm-hmm. proven himself to be a really, really great yep. and cool and just all-around good guy. And professor, so no, that was really cool. I got to do that, and it'll be cool to hear the what he has to say for the professor in pint.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's something where uh, it's a I- completely informal um, thing where uh, professors just uh, describe their their interests, their scholarly interests, and I think it's going to be a weekly event um, going on. So that's one thing coming up, and then there's the uh, Theta Delta Chi after hours coming up in march that um jim like is organizing at half liter barbecue in indianapolis i think it's the thursday after we get back from spring break Hmm. uh it's going to be half liter barbecue down uh, uh, in indianapolis so i'm thinking carter and i were going to get it organize a trip to jump in the car right after classes are over and spend thursday evening down there wow So I think uh, that's coming up here pretty soon. Um, And then we've got plans for the first Theta Delta Chi party that anyone on campus has seen. That'll be coming up, I think, mid-March too, right? The Saturday we get back from spring break. Is that the plan date? I think
1: so. I I know it's changed around a couple times, so I'd have to double check. But we also have a, a TDX formal coming up.
0: That's true, that you're organizing.
1: Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's going to be a lot more informal, and we've had to change that formal date quite a few times, so yeah. it's not completely set yet, but I'm excited about it because we haven't had a formal here. So just a way to dress up and you know for guys to bring their significant others and have a good time. I'm so excited. <laughs> <It's>, I think <laughs> the themes is going to be a kind of a throwback, um, theta throwback, and I think our party might have the same theme, so we're going to mm. use some of the same decor. But with that, we're gonna ideally listen to some hits from twenty ten, and I don't know. I think it would just be a great time.
0: See, uh, the last good era of pop music, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do know a few a few pop songs from from that time. Uh, Some good stuff. Some good stuff. And then, think, come April, towards the end of April, we have the. The Founders Day celebration that um, we have with alumni every year. Uh, mm. That the, I, as the corresponding secretary, I'm getting ready to begin planning. So, I believe Kyle, if you uh, are listening, uh, um, if you've got any recommendations for places, I've heard that you are the uh, guy to talk to. So you can look forward to that here soon. So a lot going on uh, here at Theta Delta Chi in the house. Uh, on campus and in the life of Caleb Pair. Um, yeah. So some pretty exciting stuff. Uh, any any thoughts or anything uh, before uh, we wrap this thing up?
1: No, I think it's been pretty uh, pretty comprehensive. It's been a really great time. Thanks for having me on the on the podcast. It's it's been great.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, glad you're able to make it on. I think next uh, next session will be with Former President Joe Rios, wow. captain of the football team, so double dipping on seniors. Hopefully we're going to get him in before uh, before spring break. Uh, this podcast will be – I mean, you'll be hearing it hopefully at um, tomorrow afternoon, Friday. It should be dropping around 5 o'clock. And um, when you're done with this, tune into the Wabash uh, College Video Network at 7.30 – Friday night, um, Wabash will be taking on Dennison. I'll be in the uh, stands for that one so you won't be hearing my voice. Uh, but it's for the semifinals. Wabash basketball, hopefully with a win there, will be in the NCAC championship game at 4 o'clock on Saturday. So some big stuff going on. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. This has been Keeping Up with the Theta Delts. I've been your host. Noah McRoberts, and this has been Caleb Pear. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you. All righty, take care. We will see you next time.